Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's all just dumb gay politics America's gotten kind of whack But we're not gonna let it go down like that Cause we got a dumb gay podcast A dumb gay political podcast We probably don't have all the facts But we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack That's why it's a dumb gay podcast A dumb gay political podcast Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit Die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody! Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie, and I'm Brandy, and this is the podcast where <laughs> where we bump the mics with our knees. And, and we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And the news so far in 2018 has been nothing but sensational reality show style gossip. It's true. And shit stock. Shit stocking? Shit stocking. Shit stocking. Why don't you stop shit stocking me with it's, your shit? Exactly. It's like Nini wrote a book about candy fingering <laughs> Portia, and now everyone is just talking about a story we already knew from a book that doesn't even really matter from an author who sucks. That's right. That book. Ooh, that book. All anybody's talking about is that book. Then, keeping with the Housewives theme, there was the Golden Globes and all the ladies wearing black and Oprah's big speech. The only fucking news going on is that Time's book. up! <laughs> Your time is up! <laughs> Your time is up! Meow, meow. Time's up! Meow, meow, I want to do this for her, so there's that. Time's up! But I had to say, no, no, this needs to be at the time top is of the show. up. Because your time's your up, time's Pee-wee. Up. You know what happened when I watched the speech? What? Only on YouTube because I don't watch award shows uh-huh. ever. Yes. I'll I know. I catch. watched. I did too. Yeah. 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 I looked right down at Pee-wee, who was on me. And you said, to- you said your time is up, <laughs> motherfucker. Time is up, bitch. Nacho, time's up. <laughs> yeah. Dumpling, time's up. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Their time has been up, but they don't know. Oh, yeah. They never <laughs> even realized from this time they came into my house, their time never was. <laughs> That's right. They ain't no man. No man ever had no no time in my house. <laughs> well, that much I right know now. that my time is up because the whole time she was talking Your about. time. The oh, whole God. time she was talking about uh-huh. her, like, you know, basically it was like a Me Too kind of speech. It was yeah. a, it was addressing the Me Too phenom. I have to say the way she came around to the end of no one, no one's ever going to have to say Me Too again. Drop the mic. 
Thank you. Good night. That was fucking phenomenal. It really was. It really was. And then poor Alfred Molina. Oh, had the line. Now they had to show. It's like they're showing women looking in their eyes, glistening, and gentlemen smiling gently. Yeah, and then she's. They showed Denzel's face like four times trying to get some kind of emotion out of yeah, that motherfucker. He Nothing. He should not have shaved his facial hair. He also, they should never have showed him because he looked angry. Yeah. Barbara Streisand was completely disinterested. We know her whole you know, long and sordid history, which fits into a big giant suitcase filled of baggage <laughs> with Oprah and the white fucking microphone and going on the Oprah show mm. and her diva behavior. And that was when mm. all the diva shit started. And she's sitting there with complete and utter disinterest. Yeah. And then at the very culmination of the speech, if you look and you guys all go back and look, cause I know Julie's already watched it two times. Her little <laughs> lesbian vagina needs to like pump up, get swollen. Mm. It throbs. Mm-hmm. And if you do a screenshot or don't even do a screen, just push pause, press the space bar and look. Barbara Babs looking away. <laughs> she's looking like this. She's oh, looking to the left. Gosh. And everyone else is staring enraptured at Oprah. And she's looking to the left. And then it shoots. No one's ever going to have to say me too again. <laughs> and it looks at, there's a shot of Alfred Milo. I'm like, poor him. He gets the shot I know, of like. The man. He, yeah. Of he the, gets the shot the of the man. shot of the Ooh. man. Like, don't you fuck with us, Alfred Molina, I you know. goddamn predator. We knew you were there, Alfred. <laughs> we knew you were there. Who knew it was going to be Alfred Molina next? No, the men were really keep, 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 oh. keeping it together, smiling, being supportive, clapping, being like, it was, I never did. I never did. <laughs> I support women. I've never done anything horrible to them at all. I've only been gentlemanly and kind. I've only ever, I've only consent, 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 consent. I'm nothing but a gentleman. Every one of those motherfuckers in the room had to fucking think about that one time at least. You know what? They made you want to know what like I was thinking about? You were there. Your vagina's f- throbbing on mm, fleek. Yes. Your feminist, feminism's like blowing up. You're texting me. <laughs> Last night I was like, I can't be bothered with that. I got to deal with that in the morning. I watch it. Pee Wee's on me. I'm like the whole time. I'm like this. That motherfucker, Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. looks so good. Amazing. I told you in my text. I said to you, it's oh, the best she's I'd, ever fucking. I'm looked. like, we're watching a speech about <sighs> women's time and men's time being up, and all I'm doing is asexualizing her. B. <laughs> I'm staring at her glasses. I'm like. Those fucking glasses, and she hired the best architect in a, in the world, uh-huh. and then got the best makeup artist in the world, mm-hmm. and they came together and mm-hmm. they examined her bone structure, and uh-huh. then they built a pair of eyeglasses. Yes, if they are so pitch perfect on her fucking face to yeah. her bone structure yeah i was examining i was pausing i was like these glasses i don't mm-hmm. even understand they cost more uh-huh. than we've ever made <laughs> ever i mean our, our whole life's income combined yes mm-hmm. these glasses cost more mm-hmm. and i was like this if one person texts tweets comments on the patreon black don't crack you're blocked cupcake because i don't want to fucking hear it the bit black does crack and so does asian and so does white and so does every skin oprah i don't know this bitch has she takes a barge out into the middle of the fucking ocean she sends down divers they get sculp and is that a word kelp kelp is a word (laughs) but i think you said sculp i said kelp oh they get Wait, culp. culp? Are you mean kelp? Yeah, I meant kelp. Uh. But they get culp too. <laughs> they, no one even knows it exists. They get culp. Down they, here we have culp. <laughs> we don't have kelp. We've got culp. That's the pirate. Are you the looking sea. for culp? Yeah, well, it's only in one place and you're only going to find it over here in the, in the culp. Sea, she smooths sea. it on her skin and it's just fucking in 
I don't know. And was that a wig? I don't know what's going on. It was the woman is a vision. I mean, she looked I amazing. Can't even handle. She looked amazing. What a goddamn vision Anna, she was. And I know she's been doing Weight Watchers, so her weight's at like a place that's obviously good and whatever. And she look, she just looks amazing. Cannot even deal. She looks so young and fresh and rested and healthy and beautiful and just I was I was like <laughs> yeah. God. And that's what I'm thinking of the Man. whole time. Wow. Like she's like wow. women we're more than what we look like. And she didn't say that, but I'm like you're so beautiful. How did you get that beautiful? Um, dear Oprah I can't even deal and then they're showing all these clips of like Donald Trump when he was on her show in like 1988 and and it comes on and I'm like this look at Donald Trump compared to now this bitch same the same Same. better I think she looks better than she's ever looked I thought though when my mom used to tape Oprah she tape she'd tape all my children, one life to live, General Hospital, Oprah. Okay, yeah, every uh-huh, day. Uh-huh. This is four hours of TV. Me and this bitch had to watch okay. every night. Yeah, and believe you me, we did it on a VHS. And I thought <laughs> Oprah was so. My mom was obsessed, and I thought she was so pretty yeah. and so mm-hmm. just one of those people. I mean, obviously, everyone thinks that you just your eyes glue to her. I yeah. don't care. She's fat, skinny. Only right. time I'm not into it is when she's not in makeup and she's like beat down looking and weird right. looking. Right. I love when she's when she's pooched in in the lighting. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't care what weight. She, I just have not anything to do with weight. Right? No, no. And also, she just in the voice. Oh, the voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. The voice is gonna. Was is what's gonna carry her into the presidency? Now, that goddamn voice. Before we go to that, don't you think that <laughs> me as that I should have been involved in the writing? Did you think this was the this was the the key key of the century? Is that she should have said when she was yelling? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like. You never have to say me too. You get a pass. You don't get a pass. Like like she's giving right. the gift. I don't even remember what right. my joke was. Yeah, now, but no, it was that's like, right. Right. It was like your time is here. You you get the time. You get the time. Well, no, then your you time to- is up. <laughs> Not you. Give out the gifts. Like yep. do the joke of yeah. the thing because she yeah. was doing the All yelling. She was doing yes. the yelling. Yes. Yeah. No. It would have been. It would have been amazing. Everyone would have lost their goddamn minds. I mean, you've got to uh, do it. The bitch is doing the yelling. We haven't heard it in so years. long. <laughs> it just was. I'm going to say, though, I don't want her to run for president. Okay. But you can say that you do. Um, I like your I like your honest plebeian views on this. <laughs> such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> um, I think currently in our current state right now, she's a pretty viable candidate. But it could change. You know, well, I know, like point, I said dumpling, earlier. Dumpling is a viable that's candidate. That's true. But like I said earlier, I think more than anything, even though I said, like, God, she's going to fucking run president and I'd vote for her. However, I think more than I think what's really happening is in the this is the first time in a year or since we've had Obama where somebody has given a speech that has truly been inspiring she's the really the only one I mean we've had little ones we had the women's marches and we had little ones here and there but we haven't had somebody stand in front of a microphone for 10 minutes and give that kind of speech where you felt like oh my fucking god a new day is dawning yeah and she gave oh, that, that song a new dawn a <laughs> new day it's a new life <laughs> God. Bobby. American Idol's coming back. We're gonna have to hear that every week. Oh, every week. Um, but I think that's the thing, and that's why everyone's like, "Is she gonna run president? Is she gonna run president?" Because how? It's the first time we've all felt the feeling. Yeah. Like whether or not it's like we don't. Okay, maybe she shouldn't run for president, but she's obviously inciting the feeling that we want yeah. in our president what she should do is bring back the goddamn oprah show the way they're bringing back american idol should. and uh, will and grace and every show and, and roseanne just bring the oprah show back call it the oprah winfrey show go back to the same set in fact yeah. go back to the set from the 80s 
and do the shit and have Gail there and do the Oprah show because we yeah. need we need a guiding star. We need a guiding yes, light. Yes, yes. That's yes, what we need. And you know is. what we don't need? Another rich celebrity who doesn't know dick about politics. That's true. I, we honestly don't. We That's honestly don't. True. I don't need the Mercers and the Cokes and the guy who does PayPal. <laughs> That's and true. And the fucking guy who owns Tesla. We don't need every dick fuck with money coming in and thinking they can bust in. And popularity does not equal like the ability to do that position. And we need presidents. That's true. They should, we need presidents, Skew. We need president skew. Somebody needs to invent president skew. And if you didn't go to yes. president skew, yeah. you're not being president, bitch. And if she wants to go to president skew, she can. And she could. Go to president she college. Go to, president go to presidential college. Yeah, go, go. But you're right. That's the guiding light feeling that we're feeling. Yes. That's the feeling. So, and that's what we're missing. And she brought it. And now we have it. And she, well, and she now needs it's to like, bring back the uh, show. Because uh, I'm not uh, trying uh, to get uh, on 2020 uh, or whatever the fuck she's on. And, wa- and listen to it. I want to see the Oprah show. 60 minutes. You don't want to watch a scathing expose with Oprah for 20 minutes. No, I want to no. watch her interview Tyler Perry about how he was molested oh, God, 14 times. Too. And yeah. then line up the guys. And then, you know, you gay, gaying it up, watching it every day. You know who I want to come back is, is uh, Phil, uh, Phil Donahue. Uh, he was my fave of all time. What about God, Sally, I Jesse, Raphael? I mean, I like Sally. I watched them all. What about Ricky Lake? Oh, yeah. No, but, yeah, Oprah, no, but Oprah's your favorite yeah, of all time. Well, Oprah's my fave, but Phil Donahue <laughs> really was, was exciting. Sally, Jesse, great. Ricky Lake, eh. I don't need any of them back, but Oprah. <laughs> Phil can bug. He's like 900 years old. He's a Best thing about him is Connie Chung. No, he was great. No, though. no. You're thinking of... Oh, you're not thinking, you're I'm thinking, thinking of Maury Povich. I'm not, not, I'm not talking about Maury Povich. I'm, no, I know. If you think about Phil Donahue's wife is Marlo Thomas. Oh, Marlo Thomas. And Marlo Thomas, of course, was killing That's it. the best thing about him, too. With Saint, yeah, well, St. Jude's. There's nothing, there's nothing that comforts me more, especially when I'm on the road, is when I'm laying in the bed, and at 3 a.m. I hear, no, <clears throat> hold on, <clears throat> no child should have... <laughs> No child should ever, ever have to be alone during cancer. Here at St. Jude's. Sounds kind of like Susan. (laughs) Here at St. Jude's, we have made it. I mean, she sounds like cancer. She literally sounds like cancer. I'm not going to lie. It is making me feel soothed. Oh, I'll because I'll keep the TV on all night when I'm in a hotel room. And that shit will. And then I'll just wake up and then I'll hear. Like, no child will ever pay one penny for their cancer research here at St. Jude's. And I'm like, is she the voice of cancer? She's literally the voice of cancer. Like she said, and I love Marlo Thomas is free to be you and me. She's the original. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, you know course, what I mean? She's everything. But I mean, that voice, I just, but she's married to Phil Donahue. I love that okay. as a couple. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, um, let's just discuss some, discuss some presents. We got some gaffes. Okay. Um, my birthday is coming up January nineteenth, <laughs> um, and it's like a couple days after Michelle Obama. Uh-huh. Same day as Janis Joplin, Ooh. Edgar Allan Poe. I'll talk about this again next week. But we did. Mm. I got a present um, from Andiani, our uh-huh. um, British intern. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And I want you to know if, especially since I just got this very expensive gift, if you want me to sign papers saying that you're the dumb gay politics intern so that you can come and be an American citizen, I will happily do that. Ooh, that'd be exciting um, if we could do that. For I somebody. would love to commit like, um, border well, yeah, fraud. Whatever. What's it called when you come into this country? Yeah. Let's commit border. fraud. Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> like everybody says, immigration like, yeah, fraud? yeah, yeah. Immigration fraud. Oh, I mean, we, we could, marry. if you need me to marry you, I'll yeah, do that. But for money, we're going to need more money for that. And I'm going to need some of it. Even if Julie marries you, um, so she sent me a very, very baller gift, you guys. And it was very touching. So, um, and it's like, I want to say that I can't be bought, but I really can. I uh-huh. really, really can. So um, it's an Obama 
it's a it's a it's a coffee table book that's huge and expensive because mm-hmm. we did look at the jewel. I said, God, this looks expensive and it's so heavy. It probably, I mean, honestly, it cost more to just ship probably. than we've made on this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I mean, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. And then I go, God, this is expensive. I mean, I don't even know. This is probably so much to ship, and mm-hmm. it wasn't shipped directly from the publisher because it had a card and it had. Oh, it's definitely from her. Yeah, and it had other little international posts. Like yeah international you guys the book weighs 900 pounds it's a huge coffee table book yep. and julie goes oh i'll tell you exactly what it costs and she <laughs> looked at it looked on the back and it was very expensive and then it's a huge coffee table book of photographs of obama gorgeous by pete Souza, who's like the white house photographer and it's just i mean like i couldn't be fucking happier it's probably like gonna be the best birthday gift i get i'm so i'm like glowing all right let's let's relax okay okay my <laughs> pam's over there like well what i know there's a, a handful of people that are sitting around like yeah right let's just take hey, it down the competition's notch. on the competition is on diamonds gold um facials later tonight i'm gonna be throwing away everything yeah um okay so well julie's got me she got me the a framed just obama kidding. The Obama Hope poster. She got me tons of Obama things. But know, um, that is definitely the best gift that you're going to get. Um, so I forgot what I was going to say about it, but um, I forgot what my train of thought. But anyway, yeah. So thank you so much for that. It was really, I really loved it. Yeah. And then we got a gift from um, Catherine Nolan, a.k.a. Basic Butch Cat. <laughs> so she's um, like, like long time, like friend and fan and listener or whatever. And she's up on the, on the Patreon. And now here's the time to hawk the Patreon. So go ahead and flush it fucking 15 cents facts forward. <laughs> hey guys, fucking taking 17 cents forward. Okay. Like fucking get your 15 fucking 15 forward. But okay? I bet you know what I meant. What I mean, meow, meow. I know what you mean. Like get yeah. your, what? Just, no, you know. ha- no. How did you teach me to fast forward on, on during podcasts when we listen and you don't like stuff? You mean the scrubbing through? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you taught it to me. What does it look like? It looks like it goes like press the button and push it forward. <laughs> it's on a little, it's little circles <clears throat> yeah. on either side if you're listening on your phone. And if you push it, it goes, it, it dips 15 seconds. Oh, like the that thing. Forward oh, yeah, yeah. or backwards. Right. Not scrubbing it forward. Like it's the a little. 50, yeah, I know what you mean. So the, Julie like, will like, like, we'll listen to a podcast together and she'll be like, she'll cut through the beginning. Which, as we all know, is sacrilege. Like, I certainly hope nobody's cutting through. Uh-huh. It's all shit. <laughs> like, God forbid someone's like, I got to get through this. I can't with this song. It's like, you're not in the right place if you can't with that song. Mm. But you know the one we listen to where you're like, nope, nope, nope. You hit it four times. Yeah, and you're I, done. Can't. You're I can't. I'm not, I just can't. Even if I love it, I can't. You know, there's only, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? <laughs> so if you guys want to hit the 15 seconder and go after this, this is the Patreon time. So basically, we talk about on Patreon all tons of tragic pointless meaningless shit and one of the things we got into and honey it got deep was papa john's oh pizza we gotta handle that (laughs) we gotta handle that because julie didn't know that it comes with this dipping sauce we're not gonna get into it here if you want to know the shit go on the patreon you'll find it all out and but we went deep on papa john's and then we got deep into how in texas people dip pizza on ranch and they'll dip a goddamn turd in ranch and i will too (laughs) and i fucking love ranch and so Catherine Nolan freaking sent us this box of spices from, where is it from? Penzi's Spices of Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Wow. And it's wow. ba- baller-ass spices. <laughs> Wauwatosa. Oh, is that how you say it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I like the way you say it, though. It's baller-ass spices. It's really nice. I can't wait to try it. There's a buttermilk ranch. I'll be doing that. Which, meow Meow's doing all this. <laughs> There's a creamy peppercorn. Nice. Okay, this there's an Italian, which I know you My love. An oil. Yep, no, but your favorite is this, and this really took the cake. Kath, and you didn't know, fucking, or cat, I think you go by cat. 
Green Goddess is in here. Oh, God. Green Goddess is so delicious. It, I know, and I've never had it homemade. It's so good. Only at like, you know, like a nice, you like know. Like a nice vegan restaurant exactly, or whatever. Exactly, exactly what your yeah. home's going to turn into. It's beautifully packaged with like cinnamon sticks and weird yep. nuts we didn't recognize. And I made Mamma <laughs> take a bite of one. And she goes, it tastes like cinnamon. Is it cinnamon? And, and then we're like, oh, it's just with cinnamon. We never knew. Was it a chestnut? Was it a fucking, I don't know. We never knew. But anyway, it was really sweet. And I just, um, read, read what the card said. Okay, the card says, I hope you like this stuff. It is my fave along with day drinking and DGP. If it brings you a fraction of the joy that you've brought me, I will consider that a win. Love you so much. Well, love you so, so much. Then it's a win. What a sweet ass. It is a win. We loved it and very touching. And we love your card. And thank you so much Um, for just for. Yeah. And you know what? Thank you for being a part of the Patreon because it means a lot to us. And that's how we make our money. So if you guys want to be part of the Patreon too, and be part of people (laughs) that mean something to us who care about us and support us. Go to www.patreon.com. <laughs> Motherfucker. Sorry, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. You should know that I'm sick. And it's only through the Patreon that I'll be alive. They'll survive. This is how we're going to get. You know what? Go ahead. Sick people will not pay for $1 of their sickness through the Patreon. If you want to be. Kids don't want to pay for their kids. Here at the Patreon, we make sure that no adult who doesn't make money has to pay for their own health treatment. If you have the flu as an adult here at Patreon, the Patreon will pay for all of your, your, your drugs and your health care and your band-aids and whatever else you may need. <clears throat> I've gone through all the Kleenex. <laughs> okay. I know. No, we haven't cu- done all the Kleenex that Anne sent us. There's still two boxes, yeah, so, but I'm going through it very fast. We're going fast. through all the toilet paper. All right, let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm. <laughs> Take some shit. Put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right, so the moment the clock struck midnight on the last day of 2017, a shitstorm started abroad. <laughs> it's a shitstorm that is so violent and so shitty that it has dominated the news for the entire first week of 2018. Hey, it's 2018. 2018. Get it straight. Right, sorry. <laughs> it's still dominating the news, in fact, with no signs of slowing down. And the ironic part is there isn't any actual news or facts <laughs> in this shitstorm. It's all hearsay and rumors and gossip and conjecture that have all been compiled into a book called Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House by Michael Wolf. The book was officially published and available for public purchase on January 5th, but it was pre-released to specific members of the press who began reporting on it as early as January 2nd. I know I saw that shit like I felt like New Year's Day. I was like, cut the shit out. It actually wasn't supposed to even be released until the 9th, but they moved up the date because... People were blowing up at Amazon. Old fucking Jeff Bezos or whatever his dumb fuck name is was just like, ding, 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 Oh, coins, just cling, cling, coins cling, going in. Cha-ching, cha-ching. It's the number one bestseller in print, ebook, and audiobook on Amazon. <laughs> has that ever even happened? I mean, I that, don't think so. I don't think it has I either. I don't think so. Because that's fine. Maybe everybody's gonna fucking masturbate to Fifty Shades of Grey on their Kindle, but <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't in all forms. You know what I mean? I know, I know what you mean. An audiobook. Uh, Do you, did she put Fifty Shades of Grey in audio? Ew! Oh my god, I never even look thought it. about it. Gross. I'm gonna see. Gross. And then Christopher, what's his name? Christian. <laughs> then Christian. No, let's call him Christopher Grey. Actually, that's a casting guy in LA, Christopher oh, Grey. Oh, and then Christopher Grey asked me to come into the casting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New York. Oh, I you love know it when you punch me in the face, New York. You oh, could have man. been... The reader of the audiobook. Oh my god, I would have died. Anastasia? I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. Christian? I'm just a virgin. 
I don't know what to do. <laughs> Can you show me what to do, Kristen? <laughs> oh, your so jet is so amazing. Your what? Your gut? Jet. Your, oh, your oh, jet. jet. No, he's a helicopter, bitch. See the movie, bitch. See the movie. Your helicopter is so invigorating. God, I saw the movie I've at the never, theater on Valentine's no Day. No man has ever treated me so horribly. <laughs> and yet, I'm it's, so intrigued. God, I've never been with someone so rich. Oh, That's what she meant. So rich. God, it's so turning me on. Yeah. Oh, you want me to... You're going to punch me? <laughs> That's fine. You beat her with a belt. Beat me with a belt. I love it. Like, I'm going to punish you. She's like, and literally in the movie, she's like this, but for what? <laughs> I don't really get. What have I done? Exactly. Uh, I'm a please. virgin. All right. Um, okay, go, bitch. Uh, if you haven't heard about this book, congratulations. <laughs> you do. You've been living off the grid for the past week. For those of you hashtag blessed individuals who still don't know anything about this, here's the official Wikipedia description of the book. And you're reading it, bitch. So get your throat cleared and your nose sniffed. <laughs> get your nose. Get your nose. Your ni- nose. Sniffed. Yeah, I can't your even think about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House by Michael Wolf. By Michael Wolf is a book which details the behavior of U.S. President Donald Trump and staff of his 2016 presidential campaign and White House. The book highlights unflattering descriptions of Trump's behavior, chaotic interactions among senior White House staff, and derogatory comments about the Trump family by former White House chief strategist Steve my face constantly is bleeding Bannon. Trump <laughs> is depicted as being held in low regard by his White House staff, leading Wolf to state that 100% of the people around him believe Trump is unfit for office. One, this is Wikipedia. That's the, the blurb that Wikipedia took from the book. 100% of the people around him believe he's unfit for office. Wow. A wowzer. Like, okay, so the author Michael Wolf is a well-known author and columnist. He He's written for USA Today and The Hollywood Reporter. He won a bunch of different journalism awards. He authored seven books, including one called The Man Who Owns the News, which is a biography about Rupert Mur- mm. Murdoch. According to Wolf. When he approached Donald Trump about writing a book on his presidency, Trump agreed to give him complete access to the White House because he liked an article Wolf wrote about him in June 2016 for The Hollywood Reporter. That just, you know, it's true because it sounds so like something yeah, Donald Trump yeah, would do, yeah, right? Yeah. I wish Anthony Tamanick was here to do that in his voice. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. God. Um, he wrote a thing about me and I loved it and I thought, <laughs> blah, blah, yeah. yeah. Trump now claims that he, of course, never authorized access for Wolf right. and never spoke to him for the book, I'm even sure. though Wolf was wandering around the West Wing <laughs> and hung out on the couch there for basically all of 2017. Oh, God. I mean, and it's all the news now. It's the only thing on the news, and it isn't even actual news. And all anyone is doing is talking about the gossip that's in the book, and they will add nauseam. They're, all of them are talking just about, do you think, who said this? And what did they say? And how did And do they and believe it? it and is he unfit? And is he mentally unstable? And is he, It's the same shit they've been talking about for the last year. And There's nothing new. The other comment they're doing is, well, the other, like, strain of it is would it have been news even though obviously yes motherfuckers because you're making it news because ain't nothing going on but the rent and Mm -hmm. you just got back from vacation rachel wolf chris matthews other guy that looks like rachel maddow chris (laughs) hard chris yeah yeah hardball no Uh chris Chris. what's his fucking name (laughs) oh god why can't i just think of his name too you know it's a rachel maddow yeah 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 yeah. anyway hayes oh chris hayes see it was close chris hardball Uh. Um, it's too many Chris's. There's too many Wolf's. There's too many Rachel's. Oh, I mean, it's too many lesbians. It's everywhere. <laughs> I'm the only real man left on TV. <laughs> I forgot about Lawrence. Chris Matthews. 
Get out there, hang up the phone. What are you doing? You're an idiot moron. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Chris Matthews. Next time, hardball. Here we go. Politics. Talk politics. Only politics. All the time. Politics. Hardball. Um, the other thing they're saying is, that would this have been news if Trump hadn't addressed it? The motherfucker tweeted 17 tweets about like this weekend. 17. Wow. Okay. Get another hobby besides golf and tweeting. <laughs> and golf and tweeting, that's his biography. That's the name of it should have been. Golf and tweeting. And he... So now they're like, would it have been news? People have written books while Obama was in office, George Bush Sr., you know, Ronald Reagan, all these people. And it's like, they just ignore it. And it's like, he does these tweets. Yeah. I'll let you read the the most important one. Okay. Uh, actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like, really smart. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard. And as everyone knows, went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart, but genius and a very stable genius at that. Is he doing very in all caps or what? There was, yes, there was a very, uh, the, I went from very successful businessman. That is in all caps. You are so good at oral and terp that I watched you reading it and I knew that very was in all caps by how you read it. That's exactly how I want someone reading my tweets. I had a wonderful um, oral interpretation teacher uh, in college. I can't remember his name. I can't remember if it was in high school or college my first day. I think it was college. I can't remember. It was my very first day. Somebody went down in front of me. I was like, I'm out. I can't. No, it's awful. I cannot deal. Um, What am I going to be like? And then the wind. No. I don't understand. And it's all bullshit. I never understood what they were talking about. And the guy was on crutches the whole time. Are you interpreting it? Like in the way? That's why I hate audiobooks. Well, I just. I just I don't even know I don't even I don't know well, no, yeah that's you're, just, you're reading someone's thing but I'm saying what if you're reading a poem are you supposed to be yeah like I guess you have hard to like, if the poem's hard and then you're right ah, the wind blew <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> now to- you're doing sound effects so you're like <laughs> hello <laughs> I'm the worst. Thank Why God is somebody I, spinning on my door? Yeah, got it with the glass. Um, well, yes. Well, I'm glad. Well, good. I have, I'm good. Well, I'm You're glad. so talented, I'm man. Glad. You're so, so talented. I'm glad that... Um, <clears throat> he's. I do want to say this, though. Okay. He does have a point. <laughs> I do want to say he does have a point that... Not that he's not an idiot, not, not that he's a genius, but he did go from businessman to TV star to president of the United States True. in one try. I mean, he, he did. And he did just in one try become the president. And he, he's successful I mean, he did. in so. areas that people go their whole lives and won't That's even true. get near I can't even successful as his executive assistant. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I mean, you know, listen, and granted he had help and all this shit, but so what? A million people have helped. I think, I think I, regardless of what the book says... If any, I mean, to call him dumb or illiterate is just a, a little extreme. It's, it's me, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's I'm not just, even going to go there with that shit. Right. It's no, like, he can obviously read like he can. Re- he's literate. If you want to tell me he's losing his damn mind, I'm fine with that because we know you could even tell me older, he's you not. Your damn maybe mind. you could tell me he's not um, intuitive or you could tell me he's like there's like a, oh, yeah. uh, well, a, a smart like a or um, an, you know, like a in internal like he doesn't internalize things he doesn't listen or he's all that whatever fine that's not being dumb that's being rich and being privileged and being an asshole and being a narcissist and being borderline all that stuff. so fine on all those things you why are you saying though you know those things are true yeah exactly but to be like i'm gonna wrap it up and just he's dumb he's a moron yeah well especially when everyone wants to put a blanket of like he's a moron he's like yeah we say that out of anger or out of like a irrational yeah thing to just vent or whatever but you can't say that somebody who did become the president and even george w bush like 
these people are not no they, they're not dumb no like you can and he's I, not ted nugent that yeah. guy is dumb <laughs> and i hope he's listening and i hope he gets killed and i'm not kidding i want him to fucking get killed <laughs> however like that's an idiot that's a moron that's a fucking stupid person however this i just don't think you can't yeah. just become president of the united states and i just i don't know yeah no, I mean, I think the thing is, is to say, is like, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, the motherfucker doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to be president. That goes without saying, like, but... Um, fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And you could yeah. say he's ignorant. You could say yeah, he's... Exactly. There's a million exactly. things to say. Right. That, you know... All right, so even though it was a fiery and furious shitstorm, we are yes. now going to go to fire and fury skew. Fire and fury skew. Now it's time for Brandy and I to ride our teeny bicicleta to you. Yay! So like all good and legitimate and important news outlets, we here at Dumb Gay Politics are going to keep talking about the book that set the tone for 2018, Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House. Kate Casey from the podcast Reality Life suggested that we find someone to review the book for us. It was a great idea for many reasons, but mostly because it meant that we didn't have to read the book ourselves. So we asked our good friend Anne if she would be our professor for the day. Anne is one of my oldest and best friends. I've mentioned her on the show a million times, and even her husband, Mike, who has the same birthday as George Clooney. They have a son named Nicholas that I will happily raise as my own if they ever die in a tragic shark attack or something such as. Oh, God, that is so beautiful. Not only is she a close part of our um, family, she's also a good friend to the show. She's one of the original 14 listeners of DGP and a Patreon subscriber. But that's not why we chose her. We chose her because she's hilarious and exceptionally smart and one of the only people we know who could read a 350-page nonfiction book in 24 hours. So without further fucking ado, let's go to Fire and Fury Skew with our professor <laughs> for the day, Ann Morris. Oh, hey, Ann. Hey, Ann. Jeez. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. All true, all true. Um, let's start very broad, like you're reviewing any other unauthorized biography. I mean, so I, obviously I know you. You've read a million. You read Betty Ford's. You read the Corey Feldman book. So, like, how was Fire and what Fury? Was it <laughs> was it good? In your literary stacked. <laughs> it, so let me. I'll I'll, pre- I'll let me. I'll preface this by saying I read it on my iPhone six oh. because you can't get a copy anywhere in any bookstore so i had to read the kindle edition which i don't care for i prefer an actual physical book so <laughs> well thank yes, you for I, thank you for doing that for us is it a six yeah. plus or just like a regular no six? just a regular you six read that, that book was, on the six? Oh my yeah, god yeah in a hampton inn last night <laughs> what <laughs> swanky you know yeah. what it's very trumpian so i'm wow. glad you were so, at a hotel so i i, a hampton I, I inn. have a chip on my shoulder just based on that alone <laughs> so my initial assessment is it's 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 not shocking at all there's mm. nothing about it that and i think that's maybe what's so scary is he paints such an awful picture yet none of it's surprising 
and none of it's really shocking. But it's mm. it's very long. It's like 350 pages, Ugh. and most of it is about Steve Bannon oh. and um, Jared and Ivanka and how much they hate each other. Oh, oh, that is shocking. That's interesting. You mean how yeah. much Steve so Bannon, like Bannon was the was the main contributor to this book? Just well, the way it when reads. it first hit the news, like you know, like a week ago, I was so hungover from New Year's. I thought <laughs> it Bannon wrote the book because everything was Bannon, Bannon, Bannon in the book. Bannon, Bannon. Yeah, I was like, is like he, he the did. author or what? So it's he's mainly he was, the he the was guy really that in the mix. did he from reading the book? Did he think that all the shit talking he was doing was off the record? Or well, he, I think he did this after he was kicked out, after he was fired. So what really, what does he have to lose? You know, I mean, nothing in the book. I mean, it basically paints a portrait of the White House being completely inept. The initial premise of this book is explaining that literally no one in the entire Trump campaign, except for Steve Bannon, thought that Trump was going to win the election. Everybody thought he was going to lose. And in their mind, like winning was lo- like being a loser was a winner because he could go on and like do his own Trump network or whatever else he wanted to do. So none of them. That's why we read all these things about people not covering up their tracks because nobody thought they would ever get investigated because mm-hmm. nobody thought he would ever be in office. And they're coming out and saying that's ridiculous. But I think that is probably the truest statement <laughs> In the entire book, because nobody was prepared for it, and he, frankly, he didn't want to be the president. And we've been no hearing interest. that since the very first day. We've been hearing rumors that yeah. that nobody thought he was going to win. That he's stunned and shocked. Right. Yeah. I mean, they actually said in the book, which I thought was such a funny and not, they said it was like the movie The Producers that he they're like, uh, let's do something so fucked up. <laughs> it, it's sure to lose and then it ends up becoming a winner and oh. everybody's like now what do we do i can't believe we'd never thought of that before yeah. the, about the movie the producers yeah that's exactly producer. what it is <gasps> only we're living we're it living in sp- nightmare, but it's we're, the producer we're living through springtime for hitler i can't believe it, it. <laughs> literally exactly are. It that's exactly what we're d- wow yeah. wow that's sad yeah. and depressing yeah, so they got he he got an office, and everybody looked at each other like, "What do we do now?" Like but we the, weren't. But Steve Bannon thought this. that he could win. Steve Bannon was like excited he about he, it. Yeah, he was the only one because he was like, you know, if he hits all of those Rust Belt states, right, he's we're gonna, gonna do it. it. Maybe I mean, they really. Yeah. No, they paint a picture where Melania's fully crying, tears of <laughs> sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Full of sorrow. Does it? Yeah. Did he? Did they ever say in the book that she was re- like? Was she ever? Uh, or is it on the record that she was like wanting to divorce him? No. A matter of fact, it says that their relationship is, I guess, fine in a way that they kind of have nothing to do with each other, and Whoa. they're just completely absentee. Oh. But he seems to have, you know, they have a decent relationship, but I don't think there's like love there i think she's they just kind of have a transactional like their relationship co- they're co-parents basically well, he's no not, he's he not a parent a yeah oh. oh god he has nothing to do with any no. of those kids. Um, <laughs> kids what about yeah. um hope hicks does it mention her <laughs> she's in the book a lot and what's so interesting about her is at first i thought it was oh they're having an affair or something but he paints michael wolf paints it more like a daughter-father relationship. It's more like Ivanka is the wife and Ew. Hope Hicks is the daughter. Gross. That is so gross. And unfortunately, way- Hope Hicks is also an idiot and is responsible <laughs> for feeding him all of the information that he won't. So here's a couple of like little tidbits about Hope Trump. Hope Hicks sounds like a volleyball player. And she looks like one too. <laughs> Do you does. know what I mean? Yeah. Like a professional volleyball player. Doesn't know what she's talking about. So... The first thing I noticed at reading the book, this is even, this is the foreword. They're not even in the beginning of the book yet. Is he paints a picture of Trump 
sitting on a couch eating a pint of haagen ice cream in mixed company. <laughs> well, I mean. Like, people oh. are walking in and out. Oh, like, like, oh. Who does that? Like, who That's private. That's that shame eating. That is literally like doing a line of coke yeah. off, like, it's the for being in private. Desk. That's for being in private. And I thought, yeah. the only people who do that are insane and yeah. also children. Children. And he's, it's a, that's what he is. He's a combination of an insane person with the mentality of a little kid. Mm. And I was Uh-oh. like, that's all I needed to read. Page IX. And I could have been like, yeah, got it. <laughs> a fat little kid eating ice cream in front of everyone. Yeah, that's that something it. I would have done probably as a toddler. It was vanilla oh. bean. Mm. And then... Is there a lot so of stuff about his eating throughout the do. book? <laughs> the other one that they painted a really sad picture of was mm. that he would get in bed oh. and eat a cheeseburger. Oh. And on his... He, he put up three screens three tv screens so he watches the three tvs constantly and will like sit in his bed and, and eat cheeseburgers when he's sad <laughs> that which sounds, is all the time i was gonna say that sounds not bad though it sounds kind of fun <laughs> yeah. i mean we've all done it but we're not president but he sits there that's like when i'm on the road i feel like friends. that sounds like what happens to me on the road to be honest <laughs> the ro- with you the road comic yeah, yeah you know, as a, that's there. what every comedian's life is like sitting in a hotel room alone eating a cheeseburger watching the fucking complaining. tv but what does he call does it say who he he calls his rich millionaire friends various friends and i wouldn't be surprised if there are like a lot of the sources because i think he just calls people and complains and they just go like okay he's like a martyr he's like a yenta he's like a yenta i've always thought that about him He's constantly yeah. looking for validation. Can I get a witness? And calling up every friend, like so someone doesn't answer. Next friend, next friend. You know, yeah, you know, exactly. you're that fourth friend Ew. on the list, like or that, like, oh, that friend that calls and goes, "Do you have Mark's number? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Happy New Year. Hey, Jay, do you have Mark's yeah. number? That dick. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. But he said, so what happens is, um, Hope Hicks, because Donald Trump apparently does refuses to read. They don't make it clear if he doesn't know how to read or if he just he just flat out refuses he has to, to read anything. know how to read. Well, based on this book, the, the New Yorker called him a functioning illiterate. Does yeah. this book he imply that he's a functioning read. illiterate? Yes, it does. It does. I mean, he flat out, if you they say if you put a piece of paper in front of him, he will not read it. So everything needs to be visual. And Hope Hicks, that we just talked about, one of her jobs is to come in basically with, with clippings of the day and kind of explain to him what's happening in the news <laughs> like a storyboard what or happened what to him but she's an idiot too so she doesn't even understand <laughs> the context in which she's supposed to be explaining to him so that's why a lot of the times when he's like what's the problem oh there's no collusion he's not getting the actual real stories from anybody because everybody around him is an idiot oh what? my god i don't understand one. bringing in clippings like she's got like like Teen Vogue. She's like, okay, cool. So we're going <laughs> yeah, to over like a tax plan. Taxes are when. Nobody wants to upset him. Everyone's terrified of upsetting him. They say that you need to be the last person. Everybody kind of jockey to be the last person to talk to him in a day because the last thing he would hear would be the thing he'd go with. So uh. if Steve Bannon is like, I think you should do this. And first of all, the author keeps calling them Jervanka throughout the entire book, which I found <laughs> upsetting. But so it's like Jervanka. <laughs> Jarvanka. So if Jarvanka wants them to do B, both of them are kind of fighting to see who will go in because normally he'll just go, yeah, yeah, let's go with whatever that guy just said. Because he doesn't care about anything. Well, what's exactly... Okay, sorry. It says, the central issue... I wrote this down. The central issue of the Trump presidency. He doesn't process information. He doesn't read. He has no reading (laughs) comprehension. God. He doesn't listen and no attention span. 
So he's like a PE teacher. I mean, that's not even like a child. That's beyond. I mean, children understand. He doesn't seem to have any any understanding about ramifications of decision making or lack thereof. Did they imply that it was because it. of his age? Because I don't understand no. how you get that successful with so little tools. Mm. In the psychological well, toolbox. Well, that's the American way, isn't it? I mean, God, how many people are successful without... Without an att- any, kind, any sort, sort of, of attention brain. span? Or being able to he read no the room? Span. He has people do it for him. He leaves. He would leave the rooms when generals would come in, and he'd be like, that's not interesting, and walk out and leave. So basically, it's, a, it's the White House is full of people who have to placate him to a degree that's... I, I think it's beyond a child. He, I mean, I, did we've he say all been they, around that, children. Like, let's say right before he does a speech, did it go into anything like that? Like, somebody briefs him on what to say, and then he just memorizes salient points, or... No, he doesn't memorize. He likes to be off the cuff. He thinks he's... As an effort, I found this interesting, which I didn't know is... I remember in the news, remember when the correspondence dinner was coming up, and he's like, I'm not doing it, and instead he went off and he did a rally. Yeah. He really wanted to do it. He thought he would be awesome. Like, he was like, I think I'd kill it. And they're like, no, 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 no. But I think the oh. press kind of painted it like he was being a baby about it yeah. and didn't want to get made fun of, right. which probably is what would have happened. I'm sure he would have had a meltdown, but he wanted to do it. He wanted he to go out there him, and give his comic stylings like the way Obama did. Yeah. And <laughs> he thought he was like, I'm going to do yeah. some improv. Right. <laughs> I was going to do some yes like, ending, hey, and they were going right. to do it. The fake news well, is he, here. He clearly reads off the teleprompter sometimes, so he yeah. can read. Yeah. I mean, I'm already, yeah. you're already losing me with the credibility of this author. Like, that's fine. Steve Bannon can talk whatever shit he wants, but like to sit there and act like the guy's a functioning illiterate is already just too much. It's too much. Like now every single thing he says in the whole book, I'm shaving off a third of it as, as he's over-exaggerating. Mm. Yeah. Call I don't know. Guy I mean, he paints a grim picture. I mean, he said, I don't know if it's that he can't read. He just refuses to read and he doesn't like to read. Mm-hmm. And he likes, they, well, they, like they talked read. about, well, I mean, <laughs> look, <laughs> and you like to read, which is why you're doing this segment. I, li- I like to read. I this I didn't like to read this book. I, it painted such a grim picture. I mean, it was really depressing. Well, well what to does read. this guy I mean, say content. about what does the guy say about uh, Jervanka? What are what what's going on there? Like, what's their well, actual role with all this? They're also total idiots. That's <laughs> the problem. Is everybody you think? Well, maybe maybe you know they're they're talking some sense into them. No, and 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 what's really sad about it is. It paints everybody. Does it paint Steve Bannon as an idiot, being, though? I don't think so, because it's all coming not from really. Steve Bannon. Not an idiot, but everybody's an opportunist. No one is there to help the president succeed. They're all there to help themselves succeed. And in no way, shape, or form is it ever brought up, like, how are we going to help the people who elected him? It's, it's not even, it's an afterthought. Everybody's in it for themselves. It's Even Mitch McConnell? Depressing. I think you're right, Anne. Can you believe I, it? I think fucking... Yeah. Chunky Bannon got the boot. <laughs> he was like, Oh, you want to fuck with the babysitter? Okay, fine. I'm calling up old fucking big lips, Michael Wolf, <laughs> and I'm telling him every single thing I'm about to become the fucking ghostwriter on this shit. And I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna steer the whole tone and I'm gonna fuck everybody over and everybody and they are they are all big idiots. I mean that quote of like, oh J- Jared comes in and he's only good with like the good for the Arab stuff or right. whatever that quote was. Barely. He's just he's they paint him as being, you know, super arrogant. Again, it's nothing that's new. We know yeah. all of this. We know Trump's an idiot. We know Ivanka and Jared are arrogant. I mean, Steve Bannon, do I want to listen to him? He's, a, I mean, he's still a Nazi, but it's, um, what he's saying isn't as compelling as what I think he's saying. You know, it's, it's the same, it's the same stuff, but it, it's a very, very 
grim picture. But I did get, they did talk about his hair, which I know. Oh, the podcast, book? What? The, the book did. So I do, I did write down that quote because he talks about how Ivanka would sometimes like make fun of her dad behind his back because they're all teenage girls. Um, and this is the quote. So it says, she, meaning Ivanka, often described the mechanics behind it to his friends. It's an absolutely clean paint. A contained island after scalp reduction surgery, surrounded by a furry circle of hair around the sides and front, from which all ends are drawn up to meet in the center and then swept back and secured by a stiffening spray. The color, she would point out to comical effect, was from a product (laughs) called Just for Men. The longer it was left on, the darker it got. Impatience resulted in Trump's orange blonde hair color. So... That's what's going on. Well, we knew it was from the scalp surgery, remember? That's, right. that's why he raped Ivana. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You no, know, because of the facelift. Did the right? Well, the scalp. Yeah, the, that was the thing with the scalp. Then he had to re- and then Linda told us that it was with a all, net. Yeah, done with a net. <laughs> In addition, now we know the stiffening spray, which we all assumed. The stiffening spray. <laughs> I mean, and does it talk about his orange color at all? Like, is that something? it? Just said because it's just for men. He doesn't leave it on. No, I mean of the, of the skin of the skin. No, they don't bring that up. But that's I assume surprising. that's also impatience. Yeah. I know, but yeah, I'm surprised that they don't bring up that no one ever talked about his orange face. I'm shocked. But well, it's all, they all live in, a, in, in an alternate reality. I don't think he under... It, the way Michael paints a picture is Trump doesn't is not living in reality. He doesn't understand why people don't like him. He truly doesn't get mm. what the big deal is when he tweets. He doesn't <laughs> understand that there's ramifications yeah. about, you know, provoking North Korea. He doesn't get it. Or like calling he really, someone a, a dog or a, a garbage. Or anything. Or he doesn't understand flunky. what the problem is. And people are terrified to call him on it. I mean, it's almost like, like that Twilight Zone with the little kid who everybody's like, you're really good, Anthony. You're really good. Because he's, they're afraid that he's going to send him to like, you know, in the middle of the cornfield. Have you seen that one? <laughs> no? Say, Alicia? Wait, Twilight Zone. So yeah, I mean, it's, I, we get it. We get it. Obviously, He's, People we get are the- terrified of him, and he is constantly wanting approval. And the only way people can placate him is by appro- telling him he's great. And if you don't, you're kind of out. I mean, that's what Anthony Atamanik said about him. Like, he's like, with all of the money, he goes bankrupt, and then he just gets more. And there's, it's all, it's like not, it's not a, it's not like a, re- it's more like a, a concept rather than a, a reality or a tangible yeah. thing. It's just all yeah. Conceptual. He's playing a character almost. He want and he wants. I mean, everybody says he just wants to be liked by everybody. Mainstream media. It says he's always calling the New York Times, wanting to get um, interviews done. He just he keeps thinking that one day someone's going to be like, "Oh my God, we were so unfair to you. You're actually wonderful." And do what it's, is. Um, do you think that this behavior, I think I might have already asked this, but I don't remember what you said. Is it because, has it been lifelong or is it now an age thing? Like as far as like, It seems like it's lifelong. But at the end of the book, he kind of references a bit that people are are worried to the point they keep bringing up 25th Amendment. Now, I don't know if maybe he's always been crazy or they're implying that it's dementia and it's something yeah. doing, like you he's know, He's constantly repeating himself. He doesn't remember yeah. that he's told. Like everyone's parents. No offense, yeah, mom. Const- I mean, but, I do that too. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> oh, shit. You know, I don't know. Um, and ours is know. alcohol related. <laughs> that could be. Um, I don't know. But and his probably his is. His and does related, I guess. But I don't know. And what about, do you feel like the author, what was his motivation? Is he just an opportunist too? I think so. I mean, I think that he started off g- getting into the White House. I mean, obviously there's no, there, 
the place doesn't know how to run. So he just got in, walked around, sat down, listened to stories, and probably just, you know, I think I heard him say this in an interview, he just kind of waited and hung around until somebody was like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. And (laughs) he got a book out of it. But again, because the president himself, I mean, I don't even like to say the president, God, but he, you know, all the tweets he's doing about this book are now kind of confirming everything that's in the book. It's like, oh, Trump's an idiot that doesn't know what he's doing. He's surrounded himself by idiots. That's, you know, you didn't need 300 pages to tell you that. We read that every day, just in normal life. Is there anything in it that you, like, absolutely don't believe or you're just like, bullshit or or not really? Not really. I mean, it's <laughs> it's sad to say that we're living in a world where a tabloid, I mean, it's a tabloid book. It's like an old style, like Kitty Kelly, you know, tabloid book, but... I, none of it is unbelievable. Everything in it makes you go, that's, that's probably true. Does it mention Omarosa true. at all? Ooh. And like for one line. It's weird oh. how, you know what? It There is very little about Don Jr. and Eric. Oh. There's very little about um, I wonder why. Melania. I mean, the Melania stuff is like literally a page. Um, is it just because that's about, not who he was around? Is that, is, is like, it's like who maybe. he was around? It's not who Steve Bannon was around. Because, Steve Bannon was around. Yeah, I oh, guess, right. you know, the, the, the ghost right. writer weren't really right. in the White House. So Steve Bannon's yeah. around Jeronka. Constantly, he hated Jared Kushner. Right. He hated him. They hated each other. Yeah. That was why they he hated each other's guts. Yeah. And why does Jared, I mean, what is the, why? He hates, why does Steve Bannon hate Jared? Jared, because he's Jewish? Because he's tall? Because he's slim? Because <laughs> well, he's weird and looks like an alien covered true. in someone else's I, skin with a strange lady <laughs> voice and he's arrogant. But Steve Bannon looks weird yeah. too. Like, like he ate someone covered and he's in constantly fists. bleeding and yeah. looks like, the, looks like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. So what are we talking well, about here? Listen. I don't know. Maybe they're so similar that they just, they secretly love each other. I don't know. I, it's, uh, it's, they're you know literally... It the president wants his... The, because they're family, they felt like they got special permission to do more stuff and... Mm. You know, I think Bannon resented that. They had a complete di- like a, a di- difference in policy. So we've gone over this on the show, although we don't oh, ever commit true. any well, of yeah. it to memory. <laughs> like, one's you know, a Nazi and one's a Jew. So. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It comes down to that. It's like they didn't, you know, he didn't like rancid pubes and Sean Spicer right. either. Or maybe they all ended up, you know, banding no, together. Well, it but... said Bannon and pubes kind of teamed up at some point. Yeah, they did. Everybody. I guess That's it's right. universal that everybody hates Javonka. Bannon and pubes. Um, <laughs> And so Bannon and Pubes. Bannon and Pubes coming down to right down there. <laughs> Bannon and Pubes. Who can live without the other? Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they see that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage right now. Bannon and Pubes. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, so everybody, everybody hated um, Jervanka. I love yeah, that you hated the name Jervanka, but now we're all just going to do it. Jervanka. I can't help it. I can't stop saying it. Oh, and the other thing that he kept saying in the book, he kept using the term diss. He kept being like, Bannon would be dissing Rance Pubis all day. And I'm like, who writes dissing in a book? <laughs> well, they Michael did say, Wolf. I did try and read, the, a new, the New York Times reviewed the book, and they were so they pretentious and so like, the book was horribly written. It's like the it book was. even... But Anne, yeah, Anne concurred with that i think it okay. was rushed okay. it seemed like it was very rushed i feel like a, a copywriter could have taken another look at it like it oh, just okay. seemed yeah they said know, like it's terribly the, written it's written like by like a kid like a kid wrote it or whatever it just seemed writer. really rushed like a lot yeah. like you know it wasn't it wasn't really pretentious because of that it was like <clears throat> 
There was nothing we didn't know. Oh, I had to go in there and a real journalist would have had a credential. And with their credentials, they would have known. But of course, they didn't even know Michael Wolf was there. I mean, that's a real journalism. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it was it's all like about that. the journalism. Like, ugh, the journalistic integrity. The and the what are we talking is- about? They let a guy in and nobody knew he was there You're or what right. he was doing. I mean, I think that in and of itself speaks You're right. volumes. It does right. speak volumes. Exactly. And I do. And I was going to wander in. They would right. And that's why the New York Times is their fucking panties in a wall. Yeah. And I do want to hear yeah. the person who got to just wander in and hear that story. I do want to hear that story. I don't care if you have credentials or not. Like no. a guy and I don't in. care if you lied and said you were going to write an amazing glowing yeah. piece and then yeah. you didn't course, do it. I mean, Good. I think he said that. He pretty much said, I'm going to write a book and you're the best. And. You know, obviously he's not going to go in and say, oh, I'm going to talk shit about you through the whole book. I mean, it's it's um, it's just staggering to me that a he had the access, even if he didn't have even if he's lying and he didn't have um, the carte blanche. I can't believe I just said carte blanche. Um, <laughs> talk about pretentious does. and go. You, and the I know. Well, you know, according to the time, um, but he. The fact that he even had a minute in there to yeah. me, I think, is bananas. Was there any? Any, any, was there any one like, um, did the book give one? I mean, like we have to do in the show, I have to do a, so there's that. So the fucking one shining light. Was there anything positive? Um, <laughs> you know, what's positive? I think it's positive. That's it. That's what we got yeah, out of yeah, it. We got a new hit show because they're both available. They can do it. Oh, I guess it was, not. That's a no. It, it was, yeah, it really paints a pretty grim picture. And did it say that thing about the poisoning before we let you oh, go? Oh, yeah, he's fear, he has a fear of being poisoned. He's, he's, it, that, this is what was surprising to me. He, it, he paints a picture that he is even more, I mean, it's not, it's beyond mental, being mentally disturbed. It's like a combo <laughs> of, for real, like it sounds like there is something wrong with him besides just being an arrogant yeah, you narcissistic. Know, idiot. Blah, blah, yeah, like blah. being borderline. He's it's more than that. There's some. There's like he, wrong. like he's got like a paranoia. Like someone's yeah. gonna poison yeah. me, and there's in the walls and eyes. Yeah, and like you do urine have a, in the and, bed. And I've just been seeing on the ads during CNN that a side effect of dementia is paranoid. And I know when the, oh the I state, watched that commercial when, yeah that commercial's always on when the, the, he says the um the um when my visitors come exactly when my visitors come i don't want my visitors to ruin my time with my family (laughs) so i say to my visitors go away for another time i'm with my grandchildren (laughs) yeah and when i interned at entertainment tonight i had to stay with my like my great aunt and she fucking the very first day said she was going to call the law on me and i had to run away in my toyota paseo and drive away and be like i gotta go find someone else to stay with before i get the law called on me and then i had to really ask myself did i steal something from her Right, did I? Yeah, she heard the visitors <laughs> come in. The visitors. Yeah, anyway. So I think, I mean, being if you're paranoid and you're not on drugs, you need to take a second. Yeah. That's but you sad. know what? Wow. He well, also has reason to be paranoid because everybody in a way is out to get him. Nobody wants to help him. He doesn't right. seem to have any real friends. No one's telling him the truth. He's living in a in a bizarre reality that isn't real at all like it's and he did something with russia because i thought right. that it said he was i wouldn't be surprised that this guy didn't even realize that i'm not even kidding if i'm sh- he probably there were probably tapes of him colluding and he's like that's i don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> i mean he seems so far removed from mm. reality that it doesn't surprise me that i think he believes himself when he says those things mm. 
Well, that's just really great. great. Well, thank you so much, Anne. Yeah, really. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. Um, <laughs> and was, I mean, this was, thank great. you for being our teacher today. Uh, we learned, we learned so much from you and we're thrilled that we didn't have to read that goddamn book. <laughs> I know. That's the main thing. That's the best part. Yeah. I mean, it. it really is. Especially since it sucked. I was going to be sad if it was good. I know. Yeah, I on know. a Kindle, on an iPhone. On, a, on your phone. I would have had to get a, right. a, a magnifying yeah, glass Julie out. Kept going, I, there's an audio book, and I'm like, who could listen to that big lip motherfucker oh, reading a book? <laughs> and then you know I was in the you White House. And so do I, so watch it. <laughs> um, that's true. Um, yours are much more attractive than his. Okay, so for those of you out there who like to socially communicate on social media, Anne is all up in that shit. In addition, she lives in the New York area and does stand-up shows all the time. So if that's your town and that's your jam, you should definitely go out and meet her. And tell our 14 listeners where they can find you all over the internet and in real-life comedy clubs. I mean, I'm on Twitter at Anne, at Anne, A-N-N-E underscore Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. I have, I really do have 14 followers. Like 14 <laughs> listeners, so... But come on down. Come on down. <laughs> Even if I get five more, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Well, you should go on When's the Patreon, next- Anne, because they, they all, you listen to the Patreon every week, but they all, like, they're not they all, like, maybe five good people talk on Patreon, but, you know, Pam goes on there, Pam Howard. <gasps> oh, yeah. Are you doing stand-up in the next week? I'm not. Oh, okay, so we no. can't promote any of that. All right, well, no, well if you go on Anne's Facebook or Twitter, you'll see her, knows? you'll see her when she does stand-up, yeah. she does it all the time. Right. Um, Maybe I'll do some spoken word from Fire yeah. and Fury. Ooh. Yeah, I thought you Fire. had a gift for Oral and Terp. Yes. That's right. <laughs> you That'll do. Be great. I like it'll that. just be a gun to everyone's head. <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. An Oral gun. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Anne. Yeah. All right. Bye, Anne. Love you. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Anne. Love Bye. You. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in all the bad and upsetting shit that is happening every day. She always hates doing it, but it seems her attitude may have changed slightly in the new year because she wasn't complaining about it nonstop today. Is it a new year new meow meow, perhaps? No. (laughs) Great. I was, well, (laughs) I was internally complaining. Okay, good. Well, then I'll look forward to many more weeks of you (laughs) still fighting it. All right. Well, here's 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 hey, ah, guess ah, what? Ah, Lesbo quits Trump administration to run for Democratic Texas cong- congressional seat. Was that the headline in New York Times? Lesbo quits. Oh, that would be how I wrote <laughs> oh, it if I were good. a journalist. You should be a copywriter. I know. You should be an editor. Democrat Gina Ortiz Jones will be the first lesbian would be. You know the what? First... Gina Ortiz Jones. Yeah. That's a lesbian name. Oh, I mean, she can't get any. You she can't, can't get, get any. more lesbian than that. No, Gina. G O J. Goge. That sounds like a mm, like a pussy thing. Yeah, it also sounds like a government department. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's the head of the GOJ, and um, they're you know what they're investigating. Like, okay. They're investigating the GOJ right now. It's just what's on. It's what's. Well, she'd be the first lesbian Iraq War vet and Filipina American to fill a U.S. House seat in Texas. There's a lot of Filipina les. I don't want to generalize, but it's true. So I'm going to generalize. I know, I'm, it's funny that it's a lot of Jewish les and a lot of Filipina les. True. I don't know what it is, but it is. It's just strong women who know what they want I and know what they so. want pussy in their <laughs> lips. Hey, Phyllis, I hope you're still oh, listening. Oh, God. She's, my, both my parents have killed themselves. 
She served on Iraq in the Air Force under George W. Bush. She was an intelligence officer for Obama. And after um, Trump was elected, she'd been working as director as, as a director in the office of the U.S. Trade Division as a representative. But by June of the Trump presidency, she just couldn't do it. She basically <laughs> was like, Gina. I cannot live in the GOJ anymore, and I gotta go. So she quit, and she decided to run for Congress. She's quoted as saying she oh, wait, couldn't... wait, what state? Texas. Oh, cool. She is quoted as saying she couldn't believe the people Trump was putting in in their top jobs. Uh, but the fact, I like that she put it so succinctly that they're neither interested in the public or the service. Genius. Exactly. Jones has never she, run. That's for, why she's the head of the GOJ. And that's why she's last. Jones has never run for office before. And if she wins, she would make history as the first lesbian Iraq war veteran and first generation Filipina American to hold a U.S. House seat in Texas. Her hometown district, Texas 23rd, has also never been represented by a woman. Jones wouldn't have been able to grow up uh, healthy or get an education without the opportunity she got from the federal government, she said. The only reason she could afford college, she added, was that she got a four-year Air Force ROTC scholarship, and it infuriates her to see politicians try to take away those chances for others, as we're going through this whole situation now where, you know, no public education, blah, 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 blah. Talent is universal. Opportunity is not. She said, folks in Congress, they do three things. They create opportunities, they protect opportunities, and they erase opportunities. That's how we wow. have to be thinking about this very plainly. She's like, I she's, like how basically yeah, she's, succinct yeah, she is. Yeah, she's got a good, good she handle is, on, on she, like, yeah. blurbs. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> she's good. She's trying to unseat two-term representative William Hurd. <sighs> Sounds like turd. So all you liberal Texans have to get out there and vote for this Les. She's also she has. I know. To, I wish I knew what area that was because we can. We, I can call up some people and make this shit happen for her. I got lots Tex, of reach there, right? T- Texas twenty third district. I'm sure I it's need to find out where that easy is. to find yeah, out. I'll Google it. Um, she has now. She has to beat out three other Democrats before in the primary before she gets to the you know the big runoff. But the guy heard that she's um, going up against is known as a good guy type guy, a fun guy. Oh, everyone in Texas is. They're yeah. all good guys. That, that well, this rape. guy is like a. <laughs> he's a good guy that rapes. He, but he's like you know your George W. type. Like he's like I want to have a beer with that guy, yeah, and that guy's cool. Old boy, old and he's a Republican, and he live streamed a sixteen hundred mile bipartisan road trip with his pal Beto O'Rourke, a Democrat, and people lived for it. They thought it was so cool that these good guys, you know. Democrat and a Republican could be friends and they live streamed their road trip and they all thought it was so bipartisan and so amazing. And then she, GOJ, wants to be like, well, that's cool that they went on a road trip, but let's look at his voting record. He voted nine times against the Affordable Care Act. He voted for the GOP tax bill. He voted to delay the implementation of smog reduction measures by eight years, despite one in three tex- 13 Texans having asthma with ev- even higher rates in communities of color like his. And it goes on to all the shitty votes he's done. And he's just like super conservative and he basically just sucks. And in summing it all up, Miss Wait, it stretches from Western San Antonio, that's where my dad was born and raised oh, and like half my family okay. lives, all the way to El Paso, which is where Ronnie's from. Ronnie's family, I think, is in El Paso, and so is um Brian from Throwing Shade. So I gotta let them know. Oh, like get on know. it. Say vote G-O-J. for this G-O-J. Well, summing it all up, Miss Gina Ortiz Jones really couldn't have said it any better than she does right here. When bipartisanship means two dudes get in a car and help each other get elected, we're all fucking screwed. So there's Ooh. that. Freedom. 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 
So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. If you're in Southern California and want to come see us do the podcast live, we're doing it in Santa Barbara this Saturday, January 13th. You can go to nightout.com and look for Dumb Gay Politics on that website for more info and tickets. We will be at the Brazil Arts Cafe. It's part of No Indoor Voices um, series. And our special guest is going to be Kimmy D, who runs the No Indoor. uh, You know, Uh, if you want to hear us talk shit about celebrities or TV shows or people we hate, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. It's an hour of fun with no ads and no politics for $1 an episode. Yes, just do it. We want to continue the conversation with you guys about even gayer, dumber topics. <laughs> Either way, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, please. And you can send us any messages or comments on Facebook and Twitter or on fucking Instagram. However y'all want to send your comments, girl. <laughs> we love the comments. We read them all. And we're very excited to see you on the Patreon. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And furiously fiery. Oh, Yeah. Ironically, authory, novelly, <laughs> biographically. Uh huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh, this shit is bananas. B A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What?